0: Well, good morning. We are continuing our series, God at the Movies, and Inside Out uh, follows, obviously, the fictional life of a fictional 11-year-old named Riley and the way that her emotions affect her and what, how she thinks and what she does and reacts to certain things, and we're going to talk a little bit about that this morning. Um, in February of 2020, uh, Ashley and I had the opportunity to go to the Linger Conference in Dallas, and that's put on by... Shane and Shane if you don't know who Shane and Shane are they're worship leaders and if you know me at all you know I'm kind of a fanboy and so we were I was really excited to get to go to that and during one of the sessions um, songs that I've you know heard a million times and listened to a million more there was this moment when the keyboard began to swell and they hadn't even begun to sing yet and on the screen came up the word for the beginning Lyrics of the old song, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. And the first words of that song, as you know, are, Oh soul, are you weary and troubled? And in that moment, unexpectedly, and it happened so fast I couldn't do anything about it, something, something welled up right here and went, and it leaked out of my eyes. I'm not an overly emotional person. And it caught me by surprise, and it caught me by surprise so much that it was funny to me in that moment while it was happening. So there I am, like an idiot, sobbing and laughing, like a crazy person. And while that's happening, room full of people singing the song, and I'm. There. <laughs> I think Ash was trying to get away from me, but she couldn't because there were people in the chairs next to us. Don't blame her for that. But we're emotional creatures, right? We have emotions. That's normal. Some of us try to hide our emotions. Some of us are really emotional. Some of us are poorly emotional. We're emotional creatures. And we're made in God's image. Genesis 127 says that God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. And so... There are certain stereotypes that I won't go into about males and females and emotions. But it's interesting that God created us uniquely in his own likeness. We're created in God's likeness with God's characteristics. God is emotional. God has emotions. Scripture tells us that God describes himself as a jealous God. He's jealous for his people. That jealousy is holy. God becomes angry at the rebellion of his people. God rejoices over the salvation and repentance of human beings. He's sorrowful. Jesus wept over the death of his friend. Jesus was angry at what was happening in the temple. And Jesus grieved. Over the unbelief of the people. So we're created in God's likeness with his characteristics, but because of sin, mankind has fallen. And while God's emotions are perfect and holy and flawlessly executed and displayed, ours are not. We can derive momentary happiness over sinful things. We can mourn and be sad over wrong things. We can be falsely outraged. We can worry over the things over which we have no control. We can be afraid when there's no reason to fear and we can be sinfully jealous of others. We talked about that a little bit last week. We're angry people. And we think that just because we're angry, we have a right to be. Because I'm a rational person. I'm pretty reasonable. I wouldn't be upset if I didn't have a right to be. Right? We justify. We're really good at justifying our emotions. God says through his prophet Jeremiah, The heart is deceitful above all else and is desperately sick. Who can understand it? Thank goodness God has an answer. I, the Lord, search the heart and test the mind. The heart and the mind. Proverbs 4.23 says, To guard your heart with all diligence, for from it fro, fro, flow the springs of life, including your emotions. From your heart, the way God made you, flow The springs of life. And in verse 26, he says, ponder the path of your feet and your ways will be sure. The world around us tells us what? To follow our hearts. But your creator who loves you, who made you in his image through the scriptures says, no, don't do that. That's bad for you. Instead, Scripture says in Proverbs 23:19, "to listen, to be wise, and to direct your heart in the way. Our hearts must be led. And our emotions can and must be trained." Have you ever been in an argument, and someone tell you to calm down? goes well, doesn't it? Immediately when that happens, you go, oh, I'm so sorry. I just got a little amped up there. It's a little too excited. Let me just calm down so we can continue this conversation reasonably. No, normally that makes the, you know, show you calm down. You get a little fireheaded like the character in the movie. Yeah, it goes Well, we often can't command our emotions in a moment, but we can train them. Scripture says to be quick to listen, but slow to anger indicates we have some sort of influence on how we feel. Because the anger of man does not produce God's righteousness. Paul says elsewhere, be angry, but in your anger, don't sin. It's okay to be angry. We tell our kids all the time, all the time, all the time. It's okay to be upset. It's not okay to be rude. It's not okay to punch your brother in the face. It's not okay to steal your sister's things. It's okay to be upset. Scripture tells us what we can and must and must not delight in. We're commanded to be joyful, to rejoice with those who rejoice, to weep with those who weep. To rejoice in the Lord always, again I say rejoice, don't be afraid. Jesus says, and Paul repeats, don't be anxious about anything. (laughs) Okay. And Peter joins in to tell us how to fight anxiety. Scripture tells us to love and cling to what is good and to hate what is evil. Not to merely acknowledge what's good and what's bad, but to love from the heart what is good and to hate viscerally what is evil. That's what Scripture tells us. Our emotions are necessary, they're part of us. Not to be ignored, to be choked back. We're not trying to become unemotional. Romans chapter 5. Paul says this, it's Romans 5, verse 2, it'll be on the screen. Through him, it's Christ, we have also obtained access, access to God, by faith into this grace in which we stand and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. More than that, we rejoice in our sufferings. We talked about this a little bit last week. In our circumstances, joy is not tied to our circumstances. We can rejoice in our suffering. Knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. It's the same reason that James says, we talked about this last week also, James says, consider it all joy when you face trials of many kinds. Why? Because you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let this steadfastness have its full effect. That you may be perfect and complete and lacking in nothing. That's in James chapter 1. In Second Corinthians chapter 4, Paul says, So we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light and momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond any comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient or passing. I had to look that up. But the things that are unseen are eternal. So, we don't look at our circumstances. We don't focus it on, on what's going on around us, the things that are seen, but to that which is unseen, which is truth, which is God, which is what Christ has done for us. We know that our emotions are unreliable, that they're fleeting, they're ever changing, often in the face of what's going on around us. Our emotions can be affected by so many things. Bad pizza. A bad night's sleep. Somebody being a moron in your vicinity. You being a moron in your own vicinity. Our emotions change. Does that make them bad? We can have joy in the face of trouble because we see that God is working something in us. We see that God is doing something around us. We mourn, but we know that we don't mourn as those who have no hope, says Paul. We can be angry, but we don't have to dump that out on everybody around us. I say that again for some of you. We can be angry, but we don't have to dump that out on everybody around us or on Facebook. We can have hope in the face of distress because we know that God is in control. Our emotions must be trained. What we feel sometimes isn't in our control, is it? Sometimes you just, all of a sudden, are experiencing emotion. Like when I was at the conference, I was not experiencing emotion and then I was experiencing emotion. It just happened. But what we feel has to be tempered by what we know to be true. When I first put the slides together for this morning, that's all that said. What we feel must be tempered by what we know to be true. But sometimes what we know to be true is false. Sometimes we only know a small piece of a larger situation. What we know to be true might be a bad perspective. It might be based on bad information or bad pizza. And so what we know to be true has to be what's revealed to us by God through the scriptures and through the leading of his spirit. And we lean on that truth. Verse 3 says, Lean not on your own understanding. That's hard for us. That's our default setting. And there's more to be said about all this and what we had time for in just one morning, but Chris told me I couldn't make a three-month series out of it, so... I want to encourage you. You're an emotional creature. Your creator is emotional. We have to train our emotions to mirror those of our Father who is in heaven and of Christ who walked on the earth. At the conference, I had my moment. Thank goodness the lights were low. There was a session later in the day that I didn't want to go to because the guy was speaking that I don't particularly care for. I wasn't going to go to that session Anyway. So instead, I took my Bible, and I took my journal, and I got my headphones, and I sat out in the lobby, and I spent some time in Psalm 42. Psalm 42, as the deer pants for the water, that's Psalm 42. In verse 5, the psalmist says, why are you cast down, O my soul? Why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him. My salvation, my God. My soul is cast down. Therefore, I remember you. And we see this continued connection between the heart and the mind. There have been a lot of weird, like, diagramming. People try to, like, dissect, like, what's the mind? What's the soul? What's the heart? What's the will? What's the whatever? There's a lot of that out there. You can go look at that if you want to. Some of it's good. Some of it's weird. Whatever. There's a connection between how we feel and how we think. Direct your heart in the way. Our hearts must be led. So if we let our emotions run away with us, we've been there. It's a hard discipline. We're not striving to become unemotional we're striving for maturity, to discipline, to disciple our emotions, not by sheer force of human will, but by submitting our emotions to the truth that God has given us, to guard our hearts, to ponder our steps, and to direct our hearts. But we fail sometimes. Sometimes. Anybody lose your temper this week? No? There we go. Thank you. Me too. A couple times this morning. When we lose hope or we let anxiety crush us or we flip our lids and lose our minds over nothing and let our emotions run away with us, don't lose heart. Don't give up. Psalm 73 says, My heart and my flesh may fail. You, O God, are my portion forever. And Lamentations reminds us of what we already read in Paul that God's mercies are new every day. We're being renewed day by day from the inside out. This is the work of God in us. And it's our part to be obedient as we walk in that, to be angry, but don't sin. Our emotions make excellent passengers and terrible drivers. It's not an original thought to me, but it's a good one. So I stole it. Emotions make terrible passengers. Nope, 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 nope. Emotions make excellent passengers and terrible drivers. And we know that to be true. It doesn't mean that our emotions are bad. Our emotions are good. When they're properly led. I tell my kids all the time, it's okay to be sad. It's okay to cry. It makes us feel better sometimes. It's okay to feel. You have a father in heaven who loves and feels deeply and passionately. And we should too. Because we're made in his image. But our emotions should never be operating the control board in headquarters like they do in the movie. They're the only ones there. There's only five of them. There were some conspicuously missing. I won't go too far into that. But it's only the emotions running the board in the movie. That should never be us. We should never, never let our emotions have the wheel. They'll take the wheel sometimes, and we have to watch out for that. Our emotions must be trained. How we feel must be tempered by the truth that we have from God's word. Tell them I'll call them back. Our hearts must be led or they'll run away with us. We talked last week a little bit about what Paul wrote to Timothy scripture is breathed out by God. It's useful for training. We have to train our emotions. Because every time I get upset, it doesn't mean I'm right. In fact, I can tell you my batting average is pretty low. If I'm angry, something's off. We can't trust our hearts because they're deceitful. But we should pay attention to them because they can indicate certain things in our lives. Like on your dashboard, you have warning lights. It matters. When our emotions at the wheel, we end up nowhere good quickly. But when we aim to train our hearts, to discipline our minds, we're following after Christ. Paul says, we have the mind of Christ. I don't always think like Jesus, but that's an ongoing sanctification that God is working in us I want to learn how to lead my heart in the way that it might follow. Let's pray. Father, we love you. And I'm grateful that scripture paints a picture of you, our creator, having created us in your image with your characteristics, that you feel that you're jealous for us, that you are angry with us when we are rebellious, that you rejoice when we repent. God, that our emotions are like yours, but they need to be trained, they need to be discipled. And God, we're as we've been talking about for the past several weeks, we're not in this alone. We're in this together. That We can help each other do that. Not by shouting calm down when someone's upset. But by helping each other set our minds on the things of heaven. The mindset on the flesh is death. But to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. God, that you keep a person in perfect peace when their mind is stayed on you, says Isaiah. God, that you love us. And when we miss the mark and we have a bad day and we let our hearts run away with us, and we freak out and we turn to the world. When we come back, you're there. You're not standing at the gate tapping your foot. Jesus paints a picture of you running down the road. Overcome with joy at the repentant son. Let us have that image. God, let us train our own hearts. Lead them after Jesus.